Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. faithful Indian companion Tonto, the masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. The stories of his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness have come down to us through the generations. And nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past and the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver... The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Hurry, big fellow. I'll Silver. Dan Reed, the Lone Ranger's 14-year-old nephew, sat alone in the camp. He sang cheerily as he cleaned a fine catch of brook trout. Well, the miner, 49er, and his daughter, Clementine. From time to time, he spoke to the white horse, tethered nearby. Yeah, Donald thought you were talking through our hats when we said we'd have supper ready by the time he got back. <laughs> we'll show him, eh, Victor? The red-haired boy didn't hear the slight rustle that was made as a uniformed figure crept close. His horse, though the son of silver, was young and not as watchful as the parent. Dan's first awareness of the intruder was the sharp command. Get him up. Reach, fella. I don't want to shoot, but I will. Hey, you're a trooper. I deserted. Get out of those clothes. I need them so I won't be mocked so plain. Leave mine for you. Deserted? You're a deserter? There was a good reason. Plenty good. There's only one thing would make me desert, and that same thing will make me shoot if I got it to get those clothes. My friends will soon be here. They'll catch you. Listen. 
Have you got a mother? No, I... I haven't. And you wouldn't savvy. There's my coat. You've been wounded. It's nothing. My best friend tried to stop me. Had to knock him down and gag him. He got a shot. Say, that wound's in a bad place. You want to give me your clothes or will I have to shoot? Do you know who'll be on your tracks inside half an hour? Yes, that's why I got to get all the start I can. My captain is talking to the Lone Ranger. He's getting facts from the masked man. Facts on the Indians. I know who'll be on my tracks. That's why I can't lose time. A few minutes later, three horsemen hurried along a trail in the woods. The Lone Ranger was in front, an army officer next, and Tonto in the rear. Dan saw them coming and ran forward to meet them. Oh, Silver, oh, boy, easy. Dan, where did you get that uniform? Hey, it's one of ours. It's Jim Kinney's. Yes, sir. He came here and made me swap clothes. And you did, said the big fella? Yes, sir. I did. How long since he left here? Well, I've, I've sort of lost track of time, sir. It was something less than half an hour. Dan, he's a deserter. Men are looking for him. Otto found tracks he thought might be those of Private Kenny, and the captain rode with us. Which way did he leave? Sorry, sir. I promised him I wouldn't tell. What? You promised? Yes, Captain. At the point of a gun? I gave him my word. You needn't keep your word if he got it by threat of death. We didn't secure it that way, Captain. Are you shielding this man? Are you? I made a promise, Captain. Dan's word is good, Captain. Well, you know, Kenny came here... I would suggest that you bring men to start searching from this camp. Very well, I'll do that. I'm sorry, sir. Undoubtedly, you have your reasons, young man. I only wish such honor was more frequent. Well, thank you for the Indian data you gave me. You're welcome, Captain. Dan, what matter? Oh, golly, I, I couldn't tell where Jim went. Like Captain, nobody understands. All right, Dan. Now we're going to mount up and find him. I promised him I wouldn't tell where he went. But I didn't promise not to follow him. Maybe you'd understand the spot he's in, because you're not like an army officer. What do you mean? Maybe you'll understand him. He had to leave. His mother needed him more than the army. That isn't cause for desertion, Dan. Where would the army be if everyone went home every time he was needed? Oh, I know. Jim was wrong, but... But as long as he did desert and got shot doing it... Oh, I don't want it to be for nothing. He's going back. He'll take his medicine. You say he was shot? Here's the bullet hole, right here in the coat. Didn't show much. He had a bandana against a wound. Who shot him? His friend, trying to keep him from deserting. I'll show you where we left the camp so he can trail him. I got things all packed so we wouldn't lose time. Steady, Victor. Him leave camp this way. That's right, Tonto. Take the lead, Kimosabe. We're going to get Dan's clothes back before the army man thinks he's Jim. Ah. You know more than you're telling, Dan. His wound looked pretty bad. He should get to a doctor. All right, come on, steady, big fella. Ready. Come on, Silver. Get, him get up, up Victor. With Tonto leading and watching the ground, the trio rode out of the woods. The trail was clearer on open plain, and the horse's pace was stepped up. At dusk, the trail became uneven. It was no longer a beeline toward the west. It wavered from side to side as if the horse was unguided. Then, as the three riders came over a small hill, they saw a saddled horse nibbling at the grass. That's the horse. Fell along the ground beside him. His wound. He must have fainted. Come on, Silver. Oh, Silver. Oh, 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 oh. I've got a canteen. Dan, get the bandage out of a saddlebag. Right. Uh, me look at wound. I think the bandage is in the saddlebag. Use your knife, Toto. Cut the clothes away. We'll get new ones for Dan. Got me. 
plenty bad. I, I couldn't make it, Ma. I, I tried. I... Jim, listen to me, Jim. You're going to be all right. Tonto will fix you. The Lone Ranger's going to carry on for you. Then? Jim, can you hear me? I, I can hear. There was a letter in the pocket of your uniform. I saw a part of it. I saw what Molly wrote. Is it all right if I show it to the Lone Ranger? I... I want help. From a... Letter, Dan. I've got the letter. Read it. Read the letter. Here. Otto, is there a chance? Maybe chance. Please, read this letter. It's Jim's letter from his mother. After the Lone Ranger read the letter that had been written for Jim's mother by Molly Halliday, he decided on a plan of action. Jim's mother lived in a small house on the side of a hill a few miles above the town. Each day, the postmaster's daughter rode to the house to do what she could for the aged lady whose eyes were useless. Each day before starting out, Molly went to her father's store. Has the mail come in yet, Dad? Uh-huh. She's come in, Molly, but nothing for Mrs. Kenny. She asks about it every day, the poor old lady. Why doesn't Jim answer her last letter? Well, maybe he's figuring to come here instead. I wish Jim would come. I, I put a postscript on his mother's last letter and asked him to. You don't trust Skinner, do you? No, I don't. And I don't trust Pete. As long as Jeb was alive, things were all right. But Pete and Skinner would stoop to anything for money. You told Ma Kenny how you feel? Oh, no, Dad. What's the use of worrying her? She has to let Skinner handle her affairs until there's reason to make a change. Yeah, here comes Skinner now. Watch what you say. Well, well, well. This is indeed fortunate. It always starts my day off right when I see beauty. And you, my dear, are beauty. Here's your mail, Skinner. Oh, yes, thank you, Halliday. Miss Molly gets prettier all the time, don't you think? You'll have to watch out, Halliday, or some young and handsome man will come along and steal her. Father needn't worry about that. Well, if I were a younger man, I certainly wouldn't let grass grow under my feet. <laughs> no siree. Goodbye, Dad. I'll see you around supper time. Be careful riding up the hill, Molly. I will. Oh, Miss Molly, if you're going to Mrs. Kenny's, I'll escort you all part of the way. Tie your horse to my carriage and ride with me, hmm? How about that? Thank you, Mr. Skinner. I'd prefer to ride my horse. Hey, here, honey. Uh, take this little sack of candy to Mrs. Kenny. She always likes them. Oh, thanks, Dad. Who's that? I never saw him in town. Neither nor I. How do you do, sir? Howdy, son. What can I do for you? Could you tell me where Mrs. Kenny lives? Sure could. It's the first house after leaving the Red Rocks and the uphill trail beyond the meeting house. Quite a ride from here. Uh, thank you, sir. My fine lad. Are you a stranger in town? Yeah. Well, welcome to our fair community. My name is Skinner, Ephraim Skinner, Consular at Law. My name is Dan Reed. Well, Daniel, are you traveling alone? No, sir. Goodbye, Dad. I'll get on my way. If you're going to call on Mrs. Kenny, you may come with me, Dan. That's where I'm going. Oh, is your name Molly? How did you know? Well, I'm not going there right now. I just wanted to find out where she lived. Thank you. Well, I'll go to the door with you. Well, Skinner, your smooth talk didn't seem to make much of an impression on that young gent, did it? Uh, flip young upstart. Good day. Come again, Mr. Skinner. What's the matter, Mr. Skinner? You look peeved about something. Pete, do you see that boy riding away? Yeah. Yeah, I saw him come out of the store. He was with Molly. I heard him inquire the way to Mrs. Kenny's home. Yeah. 
What do you make of that, Skinner? Wonder who he is. I intend to know. You think it might be a friend of Jim Kenny? Follow him. See where he goes and whom he talks to. Yeah, yeah, sure thing, Skinner. I'll await you in my office. Report to me there. Get up, boy. Pete rode some distance behind Dan Reed into a valley near the town and along a stream that flowed through the valley. At a safe distance, he watched as Dan halted to talk to a masked man astride a white horse. He waited for a time while the two conversed. Then he saw the two point their horses toward the trail up the side of the mountain toward Mrs. Kenny's house. And he heard the masked man call... Pete lost no time getting back to Skinner's office. Skinner. Well, it took you long enough. How far did you follow the boy all the way to Omaha? Oh, I stayed till I had something to report. He went along the valley till he met a masked man astride a snow-white horse. Yes. And the two of them talked for a time and then started up the trail toward Ma Kenny's place. Oh, they did, eh? But what did this masked man... Wait. You say he rode a white horse? Yeah. Yeah, he called it Silver. Silver, huh? So that's it. Well, what's the matter? Did you see anything of an Indian? An Indian? No, why? I just wondered. You're sure the horse was called Silver? <laughs> I heard it plain enough. Well, there couldn't be two of them. Huh? Pete, we made certain plans to become effective if Jim Kenny returned. Hey, now, hold on. I never liked those plans. <laughs> they call for me to do the dirty work while you... While I do the thinking. Well, I fixed Jeb. That should be enough. Oh, it's your You'll turn. fix Jeb and you'll hang for it if I decide to turn you in. But you said we'd use a trap for Jim. Jim ain't here. Well, I wish to goodness it was Jim instead of that masked man. Well, do you know him? Know him? Didn't he put two of my best friends in jail? Didn't he spoil one of the best schemes that Sam Thorndike ever worked out? Didn't he get evidence to hang Thunder Jones? Uh-huh. Why, you fool, that man's a lone ranger. Lone ranger? Well, that does it. That does what? That lets me out. I'm hanged if I'll mix with him. Well, you'll be hanged if you don't, and I mean that literally. Oh, Skinner, please. Well, there's no risk. If he is with Mrs. Kenny, you'll naturally want to inspect the mine. You worked for her when she operated the mine. You'll simply offer to show him the tunnel. Now get going. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. to continue our story. The Lone Ranger and Dan arrived in town and learned how to reach the Kenny house on the side of the hill. Lawyer Skinner, knowing that his scheme to defraud the old lady with the sightless eyes might be frustrated, sent Pete to get the masked man. In the meantime, Molly sat in Mrs. Kenny's home. Now, don't you worry about Jim. He can take care of himself. I thought he'd write before this. Dad said maybe Jim planned to come here. In that case, he wouldn't write. He might want to surprise you. Molly, I... I'd assume he didn't come here now. You don't want to see Jim? Yes, I do, more than anything else in the world. But I'd sooner wait till Mr. Skinner sells more of the shares in the gold mine so as I can have a nice little bit of cash to fix things nice here in the house. I 
I wouldn't want him to know how little money there's been. Uh, my goodness, who'd be coming here? I'll find out. Oh, it's you. Miss Molly, would you step out here for just a moment? Who is it, Molly? A friend of mine. I'll be right in. Yes, what is it? Why not come inside? Molly. <gasps> you're, you're masked. I asked Dan to bring you out of the house so Mrs. Kenny wouldn't hear you say that. Who are you? What do you want? I have a letter that Jim received. Here. Oh, I wrote that. What's happened to Jim? Jim tried to get permission to come home. He couldn't. Oh. He was shot when he tried to get away in spite of orders. Shot? He, he's dead? When we left him, he was badly wounded, but in excellent hands. An Indian friend of mine stayed to care for the wound. Maybe it would be as well not to let his mother know about that. But you, what... I came in Jim's place. Jim realized that something was wrong. How much do you know about the Kenny Gold Mine? Only what's in that letter. Jim's mother trusts Mr. Skinner. She's a trusting person. I suppose she has to be. She can't see. I understand. I don't know who you are. I Come in. You too, Dan. Well, I'd better stay here and watch the horses. Oh, all right. Mrs. Kenny, what do you think? Jim's friend has come to visit you. Oh, my sakes alive. Where, where is he? Let me shake his hand. Has Jim ever written about you? I bet you that... Oh, no. You're not in uniform, are you? No, Mrs. Kenny, I, I'm not in the army. Oh, I... I bet you're the one he told of when he wrote at Christmas time. You're the scout. Your name's the same as his. Do you mind if I call you Jim? It'll seem like talking to my boy. I'd like to have you call me Jim. Mrs. Kenny, this... Uh, Jim hasn't very much time. He wants to know all about the gold mine so he can take the news back with him. Well, there isn't much to tell. We always felt that the mine was a good one. All it needed was working till we got to the pay dirt. Jeb and Pete worked it for me. There was just enough gold in the ore to pay them their salaries. Jeb thought he'd hit the real load one day. Oh, yes. Poor critter, I guess his eyes were going back on him. He brought in the ore, all excited, but he went back to the tunnel and there was a cave-in. Pete brought me the news. And Pete took the samples away. He said it was worthless fool's gold. Then you stopped working the mine? Well, Pete couldn't do it alone. Mr. Skinner suggested that we sell some of the shares, enough to raise cash so as we could put in machinery and hire men enough to really get to the pay dirt. But the shares don't seem to sell. Several men in town are willing to buy some, but Skinner won't sell to them. Oh, now, Molly, I know you don't like Mr. Skinner. It shows in your voice every time you mention him. But remember, honey, it was my idea that we'd not sell people in town. They'd buy just to help me out, and I don't want that. Maybe the mine is not good. I don't know. Uh, who is that, Molly? I'll find out. Now, tell me more about Mr. Skinner. Miss Molly. Pete, listen. The man inside is wearing a mask. I explained it to him, Miss Molly. He won't say anything. I just come up to see if there's anything I could do. No, Pete, there isn't. You've done enough. Just what's back of there. Stay out of there. <laughs> Taint your house. Howdy, Miss Kenny. Oh, Pete, I'm glad you came. Uh, this is Jim. A friend of my own Jim. All right, glad to know you, Jim. Hello, Pete. Have you talked to Miss Molly? Yep. 
Miss Kenny, I wonder if Jim wouldn't like to see the tunnel so as he can take back word how it's gone. I don't think he'd be interested. Why not? Why don't you look at it, Jim? It's only a hop, step, and a jump. Very well. But not now. I... Wouldn't it be nice to have a cup of tea, Mrs. Kenny? I can make it for Jim. You must be hungry after your trip. Perhaps thanks later on. The tunnel isn't safe. Jeb was killed in oh, there. Oh, shucks, Molly. That's all fixed and brace. Come on, Jim. And you stay here with the horses. I'm going to look at the tunnel. Yes, sir. We can walk it in no time. The entrance is right up here. Here's the tunnel entrance. We don't need a light till we get back inside the ways. I've got something downright interesting to show you. Might be more important than it seems to be. Go ahead, Pete. After you. Lead the way. All right. This is where Jeb was killed, huh? Yep. And maybe when you see what I've got to show you, you'll get a new idea about Jeb's death. Think so? Yeah, I uh, think so. Here we are. I'll light a candle. Uh, what have you to show me? Now, look. Look, you see that little hole in the side of the tunnel? Yes, I see it. Now, just reach your hand in there and you'll find a letter. I'll hold the candle. You reach in. No, wait there. I'll get more candles so you can see better. Some right on this ledge. Stand where you are. What the, what's the matter? Come here, you. Stick your arm in that hole. No, 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 wait. What's, what's the matter with you? Put that gun down. We'll see what's in there. Stand where I can see you when I poke this spade in there. Steel trap to catch my arm, huh? Somebody put it there. When you got me trapped, what were you going to do? Well, I didn't know about that. Honest, I didn't. It's up here where you were going to reach for candles. Nothing. Let me go. The more no. you squirm, the more your arm will hurt. What's this rope for? I don't know. All right, we'll find out. I didn't know. We always kept candles on that ledge. My arm had been caught in that hole, Pete. I'd have been right under that timber. All you had to do was pull on the rope. Marks of the bear trap would hardly be noticed for the other injuries. No, I swear I didn't know. Someone framed this. Pete, start talking. Let's have the truth. A short time later, Dan saw the Lone Ranger come from the cave with a firm grip on the collar of Pete's shirt. As the masked man approached the house, Dan saw that he was mad. Probably as angry as he had ever been. Open the door, Dan. We're all going inside. No, please let me go now. I've given you all the names. Wait, Jay. You're not going until we're through with you. <gasps> Miss Kenny, make him let me go. Oh, sakes alive. Molly, what's happening? Mrs. Kenny, Molly, you've got to hear this. Pete and Skinner have been playing one of the crookedest games I've ever heard of. Pete? Skinner? No, don't believe him. Go on. Get over in that corner and don't move. Oh, what is that? Pete sat down. There was a trap in the tunnel. A trap to kill anyone who might interfere with crooked plans. Probably Jeb was caught in the same kind of a trap. Mrs. Kenny, it was gold ore that Jeb brought in. He did find the mother load, but Skinner didn't want it known. Pete changed the ore for Pyrites. Oh, he, he did? Molly, who do you know that you can trust? My dad and his brother, my uncle. And... Oh, you want four men. Each of those four has to ride to another town tonight and bring men back with him. There's going to be a meeting in Skinner's office at 9 o'clock. I've got to watch this to make sure he's on hand. Dan, you'll stay here with Mrs. Kenny, and you'll bring her to the meeting in the morning. Yes, sir. Here are the names, Molly. Can you handle it? You bet I can. Those men will be on time. 
That night, Halliday, his brother, and trusted friends rode to nearby towns and secured promises from certain people. The next morning, Skinner was in his office hurriedly packing things into a suitcase. The door opened. Going somewhere, Skinner? Mask. Here's Pete. Did you think he'd talked when he didn't return last night? Talked? What do you mean? Who are you? He did talk. That's why we sent men to Pottsville and to Meadowbrook. Skinner, I... Do you hear you double-crossing? They're all outside now, Skinner. Lots of men and Molly and Mrs. Kenny, too. You should have got away last night. He was watched, Pete. Now get out there, Skinner, and meet the stockholders. There's your mask, man. Now you'll see why you're here. Men, you've all bought shares of the Kenny gold mine. Skinner sold them to you. Am I right? Yes, yes, right. Where's Marty Regan? I'm right here. How much of the mine did you buy? About half interest, six months ago. George, how much do you own? Quarter interest. Hey, that can't be. I own a half interest. And I own a quarter. I own half? How can this be? Now, quiet, boys. Let the masked man finish. Skinner didn't sell too much of the mine in any one community. But altogether, he sold 400% of the mine. As long as it was just a fair prospect, none of you would act. But if it started paying off, you'd expect your share. Skinner couldn't let that happen. That's why he concealed the fact that the pay dirt had been found and stopped working the mine. He was ready to skip out when things got too hot. Boys! 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 Let me speak a minute. Mark Kenny was buncoed by that crook. Now, all of you can't own the shares you got. Here's what I suggest. Skinner's got your cash. Right in those suitcases. Take back your money and surrender your claim. Let Ma have what's rightfully hers. How about it? Boys, boys, none of you will lose. Ma Kenny wants me to tell you that the mine has got to be worked, and that takes cash. All of you who own stock are to be partners with Ma. How's that? Yes, Dan? What is it? Tonto's coming. He's over there. What about Jim? He's going to be all right. And the captain figures as being wounded so bad is punishment enough. He won't desert again. And our work here is nearly finished, then. Pete, you dirty blabbermouth and fool, you hang for this. Skinner, the sheriff wants you. Then take that skunk along, too. Here's his confession that he murdered Jeff. Oh, you made me do it. Yes, and made you sign this to get your money. I won't be punished alone. Take the both of them to jail. Yeah. Come on. Now, then, we are finished. Let's join Toto. Oh, no, you're not finished. Not yet. Take this to Jim. Golly. Steady, big fella. Come on, Silver. Come on, Get him up, Scout. I don't Silver.
The story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of The Lone Ranger Incorporated.